0: Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Daniel chapter number two, or is that a three? That's a three. Let me get these glasses on. Chapter number three. I pray this will help us tonight. Daniel chapter 3 I'm I'm, I'm not going to read the entire chapter I'll I'll take my text uh, begin with uh, verse 16 uh, to get it in context here of what they're saying let me begin begin Daniel 3 and verse 16 when you found that shout amen Amen. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king O Nebuchadnezzar we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Father, I love you. I thank you for this day, Lord. God, I'm going going to do my best to preach what you put on my heart tonight. And I can't do this without you. I need you, Lord. I need you to touch my voice, touch my body, touch me in my spirit. I pray you feel my mouth and guard my tongue. I pray what I preach will be accurate in the scripture. I pray that you'd give everyone ears to hear and hearts to receive this word, and it'll help them tonight. Please, Lord, hear me. Touch your preacher one more time. I'm going to give you praise and glory for everything it's done. I ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. i Amen. i to try to preach tonight for a few minutes on this thought, faith in the fire. Faith in the fire. Much of what's in this story could be, uh, you can see a picture of this going on in the Ukraine right now. We've got, we've got children that's being dragged away, and they're walking away, and all they've got in their hand is a stuffed animal. It about makes me cry every time I see this. It's really burdened my heart about this. The adults is one thing, but, but when children are, they've done nothing wrong, And they're being bombed, they're hungry, they're cold. It's freezing over there. This morning when I stepped out, I thought, my, my. There's some little kids huddled up over there somewhere and the devil's throwing bombs at them and he's disrupted their entire life because he's a heathen and an infidel and and he has the spirit of Antichrist. But I'm going to tell you, Sin always pays its wage. In this day, in this day, uh, 2,500 years ago, they're about 26. In this time frame, they've been taken into captivity and sin's what brought them to where they're at. Sin's the reason America's Paying four twenty nine for gas or whatever it is. S- sins, sin's the reason that, that there's so many suicides. Sin's the reason the school systems aren't safe anymore. Sin's the reason we have to lock the doors. Sin's the reason divorce rates are high in America. Sin's all the reason. You can blame it on whatever you want to, but there's an I right in the middle of sin. Amen. You can't spell it without I. Sins brought them to a bad place right here. The Lord had offered those in leadership time and time again to repent and turn back to the Lord, and they wouldn't do it. And so here we have them, here we have them, and much what's happening in Ukraine today, what happened in this very day. You know what they've done? They come and got the families and drug them away to another land. Don't you know the little kids were saying, I don't want to go. Too bad you don't have no choice. And so God's hand is on them. And Daniel, Daniel interprets a dream that no one else could interpret. He not only, he tells him the dream and then tells, tells him the interpretation thereof. And when Daniel gives the interpretation of the dream, Nebuchadnezzar elevates him to a place of position. Now, I had never seen this or thought of this before. Some of you may have. But you know what happened when Daniel got promoted to a place a position within the government of the Chaldeans, he gave a request that his friends be promoted. So he says to Nebuchadnezzar, then Daniel requested of the king that he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon but Daniel sat in the gate with the king. You know what the result of that promotion was? Persecution. Because when he built, when, when Nebuchadnezzar builds the, the idol, the, the, for everyone to come and bow down before the golden image, you know who he it wasn't a request, it was a command. You know who he commanded would come all of those in leadership positions. And think about this, Dennis. If them boys, if if Daniel never request them to be promoted, they might have missed this persecution. Because it was the It was those in authority that was commanded to come. When you hear the sound of all the music, you come and you bow down. Nations always pay a responsible, or God, let me use it this way, God judges nations by wicked leadership. That's how it works. Here he is. These boys get called in. Stay with me just a little while. They bring him in. They bring him in. Here it is. The music is played. These guys are in a position because Daniel had them promoted. So here they are. They're brought in. The image is there. The music sounds. Some poet said, will charm, the soul of the savage beast. It'll do more than that if you listen to the wrong songs. Amen. And here, here the music plays and you see three guys standing there amongst all them that's falling on the ground. Three. Somebody said, why didn't Daniel? Daniel's sitting at the gate. According to chapter Two Daniels at the gate with the king. They're in the plain of Dura, out at the, out at the image. And the guy said he appointed, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, there they are, they're there, and the Chaldeans don't like them because foreigners come in and got promoted over them. If somebody's from Kenya and they bring, come to the United States, get their citizenship and they can do their job better than you can do it, don't get mad at them. Work harder. That went over like a lead balloon right there. <laughs> There's not a Native American. You might have a little bit of Native American blood in you. There's, I don't see a Native American sitting in this building tonight. We all come from some other place. there they are standing. Now, don't you think about this. They've got a good government job. They've got what is, what is comparable today to a 401K. They're well taken care of. They've been elevated because Daniel's been elevated. There they are, working for the government. All they got to do... Everybody else doing it. All they got to do is go along with what everybody else is doing. If you'll go along with what everybody else is doing, you're not going to make any waves and there won't be any issues. You know what they're telling our young people? Go along with everything else that everybody else is doing. These, these old preachers are fuddy-daddies. They're telling you, they're telling you this stuff's wrong when there ain't nothing wrong with it. According to the Bible. Boys are born boys and girls are born girls. According to the Bible, some make themselves eunuchs. They don't care. They are some confirmed bachelors. They wouldn't spend a dime on a woman if their life depended on it. What is theirs is theirs and they ain't sharing it with nobody. That's all right if that's the way they choose to live. Some, some, some women die, never had a husband, live that way all their lives, didn't want one. That's fine. That don't mean because you don't want a woman that you're a woman. Is anybody with me tonight? Why well, you telling us all this? Because if you stand, you'll be in the fire. When you're at school, and they're teaching you this stuff that's contrary to the Word of God, and you stand, you'll be in the fire. If you're at the workplace, and they require certain things of you, and you stand, you'll be in the fire. You know what it might do? It might cost you your job. In certain countries, it costs you your life. I'm going to throw three things at you that these boys done right here why they stood, and the outcome. First they stood because they wholly surrendered to God. Now listen, listen, think about this. They've been dragged from their country because the country turned its back on God. But the country may have turned its back, but these boys didn't turn their back. Everybody else may have looked away, turned away. They've been taken out of their homeland and brought into this place in spite of their circumstances. They're going to stand because they're wholly surrendered to God. They don't care what everybody else is doing, they're not going to do it. Listen, I could start giving you coffee and donuts. In the four year out here and bring them into the sanctuary, I can pack this place out on Sunday, Brother Jerry. But that ain't worship. And that's, that's no reverence to the house of God. So, it, it, you know, it may cost us a crowd, but I'm not in a popularity contest. No, sir. We're trying to train some up that's got this, got the backbone to stand when everybody else says you ought to bow. Amen. You be like everybody else. You know why they didn't bow? Holy, completely surrendered to God. Now, they're surrendered, and you know what they've done? It's this simple. Some says you can't fight city hall. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. The powers that be are ordained of God. I don't like that verse very much myself. It's still the word of God, and i got to take it. The powers that be, they're put in there. Joey B ain't helping us out much. But he's just the puppet. He's the pawn. The rest of them is playing them. So, so go all the way back to JFK. Let's just get them all in the basket while we're making everybody mad. Go all the way back to JFK and you know what they are? They're pawns, but from the money guys. That's all they are, but the powers that be are ordained of God. You know what these boys done? Government job or no government job. They were surrendered to God And they just stood. You see them surrendered. You see them standing. That's all he asked us to do. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And having done all to put on the whole armor of God and stand. And having done all, just stand. That's what Paul told us to do. He didn't tell us to protest. He didn't tell us to wage a war against them. He said, stand why does that work because even though they stood they're about to face death I admire that Jewish president over there in Ukraine but if Putin get his hands on him he'll cut his head off that's what he's going to do I read a story yesterday in Mozambique. Now, not many of us are going to jump on a plane, fly over to Africa, and tour Mozambique. A bunch of guys rode in on motorcycles one day. Had, they had the, they had the uh, uh, reputation of being Christian. The guys rode in on motorcycles, they lined them up in the street, they had guns. the the villagers didn't have weapons lined them up in the street and as they walked up to them, and they said what religion are you and if they said Christian and rolled her head off their shoulder and they stepped up to the next guy and girl and mama and children can you imagine your children standing there and you having the, uh, the strength of God to say I'm a Christian and their head roll on the ground like a ball. Seventy people said, We're Christians. And they pile their heads up like bowling balls. Children, mamas, daddies. Burn the bodies and run off. All they done was stand. We think we've been persecuted here if somebody says something bad about us. The real persecution may come. But we haven't had it yet And these boys said hey We're not careful to answer you in this In other words we ain't telling you what you want to hear We mean what we say We're not going to bow We're going to stand We're going to put you in the fire you can put us in the fire if you want to, but I ain't bowing. So they bind them up. This is, a, this is a, 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 where they smelt ore over there. And what I studied was it had a hole in the top, had a hole you could where they would go in and get it after a, a, it cooled down. So they could go in, but it had windows on the side so when the burning process was taking place, they could stand and look in and see how the process was going. If they needed to, they could put a bellows in the window and puff a little air on there to heat her up seven times hotter than it ought to be. And so it's possible to watch what's going on inside the furnace. And they bind them up and they drop them in the hole. And it kills the guys that dropped them in the hole. And they fall down into the fiery furnace. They fall down in the fiery furnace. But the fire that was meant to kill them only set them free. Because they're bound up when they fall in the hole. And when the king sees them, they're up walking around. The only, the only thing that burned off of them was the thing that had them bound up. And there he was, falling down in the fire, all three of them, and the king is going to watch them burn. How many did we put in there? Three, oh, king. How come I see four? How come, I thought we put three in. We put three in. Yeah, but I see four. Well, who's that other guy? Well, he looks like the Son of God, so he looks like. I don't know how he got in there, and I don't know how they're doing it, but they're walking around in the fire, and they're not hurt anymore. Hey, something is taking place here, and he calls their name. Hey Shadrach. Hey, Meshach. Hey, a bad Come on out of there. And they don't even smell like smoke. And the king says, There ain't no other God but their God. There is no other God. How did it happen? I saw them in the fire. Now listen, we may not be in literal fires, but people's watching you in the fire. They're seeing how you respond, how you react when the pressure's on and the trouble comes. They see you at the workplace when you get mad or angry or or have a fit. They're watching you in the fire when the boss has chewed you out or you get late for work or somebody says something about They see you in the fire. They're watching you in the fire. And what they need to see in the fire is somebody walking with us. Now I know, I read some stuff. Sister Winter sent me, and and I've been an advocate for, I've been an advocate for uh, Voice of the Martyrs, but I found out they've been squandering some money according to this report I read. But it didn't start out that way. Richard and Sabina Wormbrand that started this thing, Voice of the Martyrs, they, they, they come under peril of their life. I mean, they tried to kill them, beat them down. I read this story on Sabina tonight, and this is, this is applicable to us. You see, God doesn't pull everybody out of the fire. No, he, sometimes he lets the fire kill you. And then he just calls you home. The perfect healing, whatever healing you have here will be temporary yeah. until God calls you home. You'll not have a permanent healing here. You may have, you may, you may, it may get a, a temporary fix. But one of these days, something's going to send you to heaven. David Brass, David Brass is about to go to glory. I asked him Saturday. I said, Brother David, are you afraid to leave? He said, no. Me and the Lord has got this thing in hand. That's right. That's who does it. Sure, you won't go nowhere, and the perfect healing will come. Right. Here's the thing: Sabina was in a. She was there's a movie on this thing. You can watch it. Tortured for Christ. Sabina's in a, in a communist camp because she's a Christian, and the communist. This is from a writing of 1981, but I think it happened prior to this in the late 60s, when this took place. And she's in a prison camp simply because she's a Christian. She hadn't done anything wrong to anybody. She hadn't stole anything, hadn't been mean to anybody. She's just a Christian. And when they ask her, you know what she done? She stood. And She was at this prison. She got real sick. And much like the men in this story tonight, when they come in and they said, look, said, we don't need your God. We're the communists. Look how strong we are. We have you in our prison. You can't do a thing about it. She, and she said, with a, she said the, the Spirit of God gave her strength to speak. The rest of them were the sick, wore out, cold and tired. They couldn't even speak. And the Spirit of God gave her strength to speak. And she said, she said our God shall prevail. He's stronger than the communist. Amen. They took her in her weakened condition and put her out working on the canal in the snow and they, the, her, her inmates carried her to this place and laid her down on the ground and they wouldn't let anybody help her that day. And there she lay in the snow sick. She said she, said she thought she would die in the snow watching the others work and they wouldn't allow her any help. And there she is wrapped up in the, and she's just got her old prison attire on. No blankets or nothing. Just wrapped in her prison attire. And laying on the cold ground over in Romania. The others are working on a canal. And there she lays shivering. I, I detest being cold. I detest it. I don't even like a cold. I don't, like, I don't even put ice in my drink much. I can't imagine laying there shivering. <coughs> hurting. And then you become numb. After a period of time you become numb. There she lays on the ground. And she said, as they was watching her, she said, in my greatest distress, she said, Jesus, come by. They didn't see him. She said, but he come by me when I was laying there waiting to die. And he touched me and strengthened my body. And I got up off the cold ground. And she said, I walked back with the rest of them to the camp that evening and said a Jew woman that she had been witnessing to that told her she didn't believe in her God, you know what she said? She said, I'm telling you, you're the only one that's got something. I need to know that. I need to know that God that you know. You tell me about that God. Because you was about to die. There's no way you get off the ground out there in that place. But She said, The Lord come by and touch me. He doesn't do it every time. Not in in the natural realm. He does, to the Christian, he does it every time in the spiritual realm. So Dwayne Donahoe, he's been here to our camp meeting. And he's a deacon up at the church where I was just at in revival last week. You see the the Hebrew boys said this we won't bow why because they knew God could save them we know that he can but we don't know if he will out of whatever whatever situation you're in right now or what you might be facing tomorrow I may be preaching this so so because somebody's about to get in the fire maybe somebody's in the fire I don't know Uh, but but we know he can but we don't know, Dennis, if he will. You remember when you and Ernie and, 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 and Randy and I went to Andrea's room that day? And she in a bad way. She was in a bad way. And we knew he could. We didn't know if he would. But we asked him, believing that he would, and he did. She's at church this morning. Bless God. You know what he done? (laughs) She was in the fire and he touched her. And Dwayne Donahoe had a little baby granddaughter and she had 5% of children never get this kind of cancer that she's got. And this little granddaughter contracted cancer. And they said, they said, was it Cleveland? Philadelphia. Anyway, one of the big city hospitals. They'd taken this baby, and here's what the doctor said. We're going to do a test on her. 95% come back and pass this test, and we know what drug to give them, Kenny, and we'll give her that drug, and it'll cure her. And she was in the 5% that it didn't cure. And we've been praying for that baby they contact, Pat and I. We've been praying for that baby. And so they said, okay, don't panic. We're going to do some things. They took some, they took some things out of her body and manipulated them somehow, some kind of cells, and put them back in her body. They said, we'll do the test again, and about 95% chance this is going to work this time. They put them back in the body. She, she failed the test again. Wayne said now I've lost he said now I don't have the faith I knew he could but I didn't think he would and they done something else I can't recall all the process that the little child went through it, it was a lot for a baby was she three, two, three she's three years old now and so when I get up there when I get up there for revival, this bunch's been through the fire. Another deacon's wife's been battling cancer, having all kinds of issues with her treatments. And, uh, Jay and Jamie Brown, and all kinds of problems with her. And, and the preacher's got a—he's got a mama at home with, or a mother-in-law at home with Alzheimer's. They've had to move in her house. They actually bought her house so they could be there with her and not take her out of her. She's got Alzheimer's, and he's trying to take her. Got a daughter. The pastor's got a daughter that's having all these headaches. They can't explain it. A migraine's been lasting for months. She got it; can't go away. It won't go away. She's sick all the time due to this thing. She had an episode at church on Monday night. They had to take her out, and, and just it's just been it's been one thing after another. You know where they're at. In the fire. But Dwayne testified on Monday night. He said they'd done another test. <laughs> And you know what they told us? That baby's cancer free. That baby's cancer free. You know what he chose to do? (laughs) He chose to show up in the fire. You're in the fire? I'll just get in the fire with you. Can I tell you? He's still in the fire today. The mother-in-law Was doing better we went by their house and had some snacks after church on wednesday night and and she actually conversed with pat had a little short conversation with her it was just and then the 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 daughter's headaches they got her some medicine on wednesday from somewhere and it's worked and all of a sudden the migraine's gone and 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 jamie we had lunch with them On Wednesday, we had lunch. Jamie said, just bring me some food. I can eat. I feel good. I got energy. I can't explain it. I said, I can explain it. You got in the fire, and he got in the fire with you. That's what happened. So here's the thing Nobody wants to get in the fire We don't want any Jimmy's in the fire And then Sandy falls out of the chair And breaks her toes And we read it in Galatians 6 tonight, you know what you do? You bury one another's burdens. Because you may not be in the fire tonight, but you just keep living. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to wake up in the fire one day. Randy's been in the fire. he got in the fire Yep. I don't know where you're at tonight. I'm preaching this because I've had this on me for three weeks or for three days. I can't read nothing else after this all I've read over and over. And I thought, God, what in the world am I going to do? You know why? Huh? Somebody's in the fire. Yeah, sure. Zelma's in the fire right now. She's doing better. She's been in the fire. Karen Vreeland's in the fire. She don't have any help. Her daughter's coming up here tomorrow, she told me on the phone. She'd been in the fire. Are you in the fire? We stand their our feet, run the place off on the piano. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.